0: Happiness is probably the most subjective psychological concept out there, yet researchers have found a way to mathematically represent it. So the established formula for happiness is H is equal to S plus C plus V. H represents happiness, and supposedly it's the sum of S, our genetic set point, C, our circumstance, and V, our voluntary variables. Your external circumstance or the C in this equation encompasses things like the people you meet or the state of your country. These factors can temporarily increase or decrease your level of happiness, but after some time you'll eventually go back to your genetic set point or base level of happiness. This concept is also called the hedonic treadmill and I covered this in my previous episode of this podcast. So, obviously, at first glance, this formula for happiness makes me extremely unhappy because it's basically telling me, struggle all you want for happiness, but ultimately the people who are happy are just meant to be. But this fails to account for our last variable, which attributes to around 40% of our total happiness levels, our voluntary actions. This is how we choose to live and view life, the internal factors. And when used effectively, this can override some of the genetic or external factors that we discussed earlier and raise our base level of happiness. And this is what I want to focus on in this episode the non genetic factors of happiness. What individualized psychological processes are involved in happiness? What can we do in the future to become happier? Ultimately, I've created a happiness formula of my own, which also happens to be the title of this podcast. Happiness equals pleasure plus meaning, and hopefully by the end of this, you'll see what I mean by this. Happiness, I think, cannot be separated from pleasure. Pleasure is caused by a very specific psychological process. Some of our actions or behaviors activate certain parts of the brain called hedonic hotspots, which generates a feeling of pleasure by liking the action. And the pleasure generated from this is then translated into motivational processes. The brain goes, I liked this action, it makes me happy, therefore I want it. This want is called incentive salience. However, it's important to note that incentive salience is not always caused by hedonic hotspots. They can also be caused by releases of dopamine, or pleasure-inducing chemicals in the brain, which leads us to seek hedonic rewards even if we don't necessarily like the action. As someone of a chronic procrastinator myself, I can definitely agree. On a deeper level, I don't like procrastinating on spending hours scrolling endlessly, But the dopamine from taking in all the content from social media and the internet makes me compulsively want to procrastinate. And scientifically, these addictive and compulsive behaviors tend to cause a feeling of shame in people or a negative feeling about oneself. Something like, I spent hours on social media instead of working on that paper. I am a terrible, unorganized person. So some forms of pleasure do give us happiness, but a series of mindless pleasures actually tend to take away feelings of happiness. And here's where the second part of the equation comes in, meaning. Abraham Maslow, an American psychologist in the 1950s, created something called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. On the base of the pyramid are basic needs like food and water. But as we go up, we have more complex needs like self-esteem and self-actualization. And it's the concept of self-actualization that I derived the second part of this equation from. Maslow said that self-actualization is the key component to a full psychological development, and I think it's also a key factor to happiness. Self-actualization is the complete realization of one's potential, abilities, and positive attitudes toward life. Individuals who achieve this derive fulfillment even from negative situations because they have a clear meaning and purpose in life and don't let trivialities disturb their pursuit. On the other hand, they also make the best of happy situations and tend to bask in the moment. But Maslow also stated that self-actualization is not possible without achieving the lower levels of the pyramid, like food, water, family, friendship, achievement, and respect. And this is because checking off the lower levels of the pyramid enables us to seek higher, and more meaningful forms of pleasure-inducing needs, until we derive the highest form of need, self-actualization. Hence, happiness comes from a series of pleasures with meaning. And how to achieve this? Well, I think the most important thing you do is actually simple. Practice gratitude. At first I was pretty skeptical of this technique because frankly it's overused in so many mental well-being and happiness podcasts, articles, and videos, but there is a reason why so many people talk about it. You can't really control the things that come to you so you have to learn to be happy with the things you have. This is a crucial step in number one, self-actualization, and number two, converting your normal everyday life occurrences into pleasures. And this might require you to completely rewire your thought processes, but in the end, it's worth it. This new mindset will help you to truly appreciate the little things in life and focus on the things that truly make you happy. It will also allow you to gain a better understanding of who you are and how you fit into this world. And that was it for today. I hope this helped. Thank you so much for tuning in, and this was Sunghee Kim from Happyology.